drop. <laughs> Milk makes mucus, as we used to say in our household. <laughs> well, I had no idea Friday that we were conducting experiments. The church did, and then later on in the day, I did. You know, it was April Fool's. It's my favorite holiday of the year. (laughs) And I can't resist doing some kind of trick. So in cahoots with Maggie, there is a little dark shadow that passes over Maggie's face that she tries to hide when I say, I have an idea. (laughs) What is it? And um, Friday is when we regularly send out highlights I said, what if we send out an April Fool's highlights? So hopefully, pretty much everyone got one or two, got the regular one. But the first one we sent out, we misspelled highlights. And if you opened it, it looked like it normally looks. So if you just glance at it, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we had just made silliness. Uh, What the forum speaker was going to be was going to be laughter yoga and... You had to, you had to uh, give four years' notice if you wanted child care. <laughs> and we were just goofy. And it hadn't dawned on me that that was an experiment in mindfulness. Because um, some people emailed Maggie back and said, ha-ha, very funny, LOL, laughing out loud. And then others who were paying very close attention to what is dear to their hearts in the church, they may be responsible for something, emailed her back and said, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 that's not right. (laughs) That's not what's going to happen at 10 o'clock. Or, no, no, we can't do that down in RE. And uh, in Maggie's, she's our administrator, inimitable style, she would email back and say, look again. Did you really read that email? So it was an experiment in mindfulness. And I I find email very challenging to be thoughtful about. So much of it comes at, at me, at all of us, and every kind of possible request. And some of it is tasks people drop in your lap without thinking about it. Someone added me to a Google Doc and said, could you edit this? What? (laughs) Excuse me? Um, But that evening, uh, our family goes to First Friday, goes down to the Brady District and looks at the art, and then we have, we've been doing this for years now since it first started, and we all go out to dinner together. And we tend to go to the same restaurant. So who got an email and said, oh, yeah, 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 I know. We're meeting at a different time. But did I notice the restaurant? No. So we are standing in the restaurant, and someone is talking to us, and Joe keeps going, there's no one else here. They'll show up. They'll show up. Don't worry. I don't see any of our friends. That's okay. Okay. They'll come. Well, guess who had not read their email? And seeing that we were meeting in a different restaurant. So we had to go walk to our car, and we were a good 20 minutes late meeting everyone. So we're talking about this because mindfulness is our theme for April. And you know, if I had my way, 
I'd say that from this point forward, every single one of our themes should be renewal and mindfulness, or death and mindfulness, or community and mindfulness. That it is such a basic, valuable tool. It's a tool. It's a, you should have it in your toolkit of life. And it undergirds everything, not just religion, but every aspect of your job and your family life. So why don't we first agree on what mindfulness is? You'll notice in typical style there's something in your um, order of service. I'm looking for mine. Because it defines mindfulness. I can't find mine. Um, the definition I'd like for us to work with today is it is being aware with all of your senses of everything surrounding you at this point in time now this point in time now this point in time So it's being completely aware. And then there is a tricky caveat at the end. And that is being completely aware without judgment. That's the hard one. Well, no, they're both hard for me. But we'll talk about them separately. Um, I teach... As you know, some of you know, I used to teach mindfulness in the jail. I would work with women and go in, and I did it. It's a useful tool for them because it isn't based on any religion, although every single religion worth its salt, I'd say, has a number of different practices to allow you to Train yourself, it's like going to the gym, to become more mindful. Because we trip ourselves up. That lovely um, reading by Thich Nhat Hanh, we do, we get hooked by certain things. And hooked can be joyful. Oh, I don't want this vacation to end. To Oh, I'm, I'm in the worst possible situation right now. And it's hard to be mindful uh, across the board. So the women in the jail, you've heard me say before, um, are really in a terrible situation. They don't have any privacy. It is noisy nonstop. It's scary. They're frightened, violent, um, taken out of their routine, taken away from their families. And to give them one small tool to help cope with all that stress is what mindfulness can help them do. And they they end up in situations where they need to be so present because they are in front of a lawyer or a judge or someone with power over them who can affect their life for the next day, week, ten years. And they have to be paying very close 
attention. And paying attention means trying to not react. So this is the part about judgment that gets really tricky. I don't know about you, but when I'm in a situation that is stressful or painful, I want it to go away right now. And that's not how life works, alas. And I'm also, when things are glorious and wonderful, yeah, some of those kids came up and said, can we have a second chocolate? I, I am with you. If one is good, ten is better. <laughs> and that's the hook. I want more. Or the hook is, I want to run away. I don't want that. Or the hook is, I'm not really paying attention and I didn't even notice what someone said or what happened. And that is, this is a been borne out by brain science, but the Buddhists tend to say we have three ways of dealing with our thoughts. We grab onto them because they're pleasurable, we push them away because they're awful, or we don't even notice them. And they have a a potent word for that not noticing. They call that delusional. (laughs) How dare they call my being absent-minded, not paying attention, but it's true. If you are not fully aware then you are, it's a purity, you're delusional, it's an illusion. So uh, the image that we've chosen for some of the posters that are up and and the focus for this month's theme um, is of a cat that's lying in the grass, clearly stalking something. So I have a meditation teacher, and this is the image Her teacher taught her, his teacher taught him, and I pass on to you, which is imagine a lion or a tiger or your beloved cat at home. And that cat is stalking something. And in that heightened awareness, paying very close attention, they're focused, all their energy is focused on the prey. Let's do that comic blank hole, mouse hole. So they're focused on that. But the focus, and this is for us too, is not the jaw-clenching, shutting everything out, focus, but a relaxed attention. And the reason you know it's relaxed is the cat is completely aware of everything else. If it's a lion or a tiger, they better be aware of that sound in the bush. Or if it's a house cat of the dog that's coming this way. So sometimes you can see their tail just kind of flick because they're paying, or an ear, you know. They are listening, paying attention to the whole room while they are focused. And that's what we're being asked to do when we're mindful. And why we talk about the readings we had and other people talk about it's it's a tool for when someone is talking to you or when you're talking to someone. So I'm going to try and pay attention to the words you are saying. 
notice the spaces, and not be busy going, well, that, well that, that's not right. No, oh, oh, no. Wait, wait, I have a good point right there. Wait, wait. I have a habit of stepping on people's words because I'm so anxious to say whatever I have to say. So mindfulness is relaxed attention while you're aware of everything else around you. And the emotional part, so the Buddhists talk about how we suffer. Humans suffer. And what they mean by that is we add a layer of judgment to everything that goes on in our life. And we tend to think, especially here in our culture, that our thoughts and our feelings are velcroed, superglued, clamped together. So a thought comes up and you've already judged whatever is happening. Open the menu. Oh, I don't like that. We aren't aware that a thought and a feeling are actually separate. We don't give them any space. And part of a spiritual practice of being mindful or meditation is beginning to find that notice. Just notice that your thoughts and your judgments are attached together. And the reason that is helpful, one of the reasons is if your judgment comes up instantly, it's, it's part of those ruts we get into, reacting the same way. So we actually limit what's possible in that second. So I'm aware of all the times that something will make me furious and I'll strike out in anger when if I really stopped for a second, I could have still been angry, just as angry, but maybe said something ever so slightly different that wasn't as ineffective or hurtful. Or And the same with joy. I sometimes miss a lot of the joy because I'm busy going, this is fabulous, and don't notice how it is fabulous. So I was talking about feelings being velcroed together. So the practice that we do when we try to be mindful of the suffering. So let me get back to that suffering. So what we do is add, so we notice something, and then we add that judgment. I don't know about you, but I despise pain. I fear pain. I fear death because I'm afraid it will be painful. I fear going to the doctor, dentist, uh, making that phone call I have to make. So I have two things going on. My thought of what I need to do, and on top of that is my judgment that this is awful. I want it to go away. And what we can do is start noticing how the pain changes slightly and not judge it and go, hmm, this is painful, rather than immediately saying, this is painful, I don't want it. It's something that's useful for all the times we have to be really still. I use this in the dentist chair a lot. Or if you have to be still in some MRI CAT scan that's terrifying. Or you have to tell your teenage children something. Or your elder parent. It's time to give up your keys. Because as you pay attention, you can notice how the other person responds and maybe say something that's a little more skillful 
or a little more thoughtful. And increment by increment, by being mindful, we can begin to change our world around us because we are responding ever so differently. There is, um, you've heard me tell this story, but I, I, I love it and I think it, it applies. There's a Chinese farmer who has five sons. And they're working out in the field and a herd of wild horses come running by and they begin to catch the wild horses. And the neighbor next door is jealous and like, wow, you are so lucky. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you now have this additional bounty. And the farmer goes, maybe yes, maybe no. So one of the sons, in trying to tame and ride one of the horses, is bucked off and breaks his leg. And the neighbor says, ugh, that is too bad. Now you have one less son to help you in the field. Maybe yes, maybe no. Well, it's a time of unrest in China. They're at war, and officials come through to conscript all of the men within a certain age. So it would be every single one of his sons, except for the one who broke his leg. And the neighbor says, oh, you are so lucky that son got to stay home. Maybe yes, maybe no. So right there in the joy and the sorrow, he's trying to pay attention and not get hooked into what's happening. And he's able to be more thoughtful and respond and I'm going to make the case that without adding a single program or a single event or committee or project or weekend, that if our church elected just to be this much more mindful as we go about our day and our lives and as we are together, that we will become a completely different church and we'll become effective in ways that will make all the difference in the world. May it be so.